a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Whether you are living paycheck to paycheck or simply want to do better financially, this series is for you. It's time for a fresh outlook on life and money. Whether you play an episode while you're in the shower, while you're feeding the baby, or driving to work, you can literally listen to a whole episode before you arrive. The Hone Your Habits series provides the sneaky, cheeky, mindful little pause you need in your week that's filled with valuable, practical information too. As always, feel free to shoot us your episode ideas via email or DM on any social media platform. Let's have our coffee together, shall we? This is Shmoney Radio. In today's episode, you'll be helping me unpack the latte effect, which is, you know, this whole series is kind of based off the idea of The Latte Factor, which is a book by David Bach and John David Mann. So how would you define the latte effect yourself? Uh, Well, you know what, as you mentioned, this book is by um, David Bach, right? So Mm -hmm. he's actually basically using the latte effect to help people understand the compound effect concept. Um, So if you pay attention to the examples that he uses, right, he's saying that small amounts really basically matter. Um, You know, things, little, little, small things compound, okay? Because if you were to really multiply the $4, you know, you spend on a coffee five days a week, um, there are 52 weeks per year, right? That will equal something about $1,040. And that over 30 years with an average of 8%, you know, growth or interest that you could have on your savings will be something over $134,000 in total. So it might look very small, um, but as over time in compounds, you know, uh, I know some people are spending over five, six bucks every day on coffee, sometimes even twice a day. And that's a lot of money for people um, to lose. Um, Also, another thing I would say is, I'm not going to just tell everybody, oh, you you need to give up your latte. That's not what I want to say. But I would say, whatever you're willing to give up, you know, we got to give up to go up. So if you are not in a good financial position right now, and you just keep overspending your money on different things, um, we want to make sure we keep those expenses to minimum. Or if it's not coffee that you can give up, there should be some, something else that you could give up, right? Or spend less on. So you can actually save more money for yourself and pay yourself basically first. Right. And, you know, that number sounds so shocking when you say it, <laughs> over $130,000. I just think of how, like, guilty I am, you know, especially my time living in Toronto. It was, like, every day going to buy, you know, a coffee or tea or latte with a friend. And after a little while, you do realize the impact of that daily habit. It seems like yeah. a small number in the moment, but then you add things up and it's pretty shocking. Going off of that, why do you think millennials are so influenced to or willing to spend money on that $6 latte? (laughs) Okay. See, the thing is, if you really want um, coffee, okay, you can literally make a cheap coffee, you can brew it, um, you know, your own. See, the whole things of this Starbucks coffee shops, um, and these type of places is really not the coffee that they're actually selling, you know, but it's, it's very smart, um, type of selling point. See, they actually are selling you like a moment of peace. 
you know, half an hour, you go, you sit down there with your friend, you kind of want to unwind your brain. Um, you know, there's no household course, like you don't have to worry about washing the cup of tea, making the tea, or even the other money that you're spending, you know, other than coffee, like there's some people that are always grabbing breakfast from outside. Right. So that kind of like it's it's an instant grip gratification. So for people, they just go, they just buy it and they're done with it. They don't have to worry about buying, you know, I mean, um, basically wash, washing the dishes. They don't have to worry about getting the, you know, house household course done. Um, they just got to go sit there, grab a coffee, sit there, do a little bit of a work, maybe talk to some friends, maybe catch up with some friends. Right. So if you're really taking your coffee on the go, a little bit of an attention sometimes even like making a kind of makes somebody's day like let's say for example you ask somebody you go there and you ask them hey what is your favorite coffee let me get that one today in these type of interactions i feel like that's what really makes people um wanting to go to these places more than the coffee the actual coffee itself you know Mm -hmm. so that would really that would be really my answer so you know perhaps there's um more um, things into it for you to actually have that communication and that um, talk with that person that you're going to buy the coffee from or uh, that person that you're going to have coffee with is what really makes them like it. Like I remember even when I was younger, um, in during school hours, right, you will go for like a coffee break and then we will talk to our friends and we will like kind of get rid of the little bit of stress we have for exam or for something like that. So it's definitely not just the coffee that people are um, used to it or it's influenced by, but the experience um, and what's really behind it. So it's not all about the coffee. (laughs) Yeah. And definitely, you know, throughout the pandemic, I think getting out and maybe taking Mm. a walk with a friend and getting that experience, as you said, is a breath of fresh air for people. And a lot of people are craving that kind of interaction. At the same time, I think you bring up a very important point, which relates right back to social media. And that's the whole branding aspect, right? Like, I mean, how many Starbucks cups do we see on social media every day? So it's very easy to get sucked into the, maybe I do want to try that because, you know, you see it look pretty and it looks delicious on Instagram, but then, you know, it's like you said, there's so many other things just behind that simple little post or thought of, yeah, let's go grab a coffee. Absolutely. One more thing I would say is, you know, if you pay attention on our social media, it's like, everybody's listening to you. As soon as you say, oh my God, I'm craving like Starbucks. You see a lot of Starbucks apps, like literally Starbucks coffees and ads yes. showing up on your Instagram and wherever you go on your social media platform. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. It's like they're <laughs> making it even easier for you to be like, oh, so I wanted the coffee. I'm going to go get the coffee now, right? Or when you even like saying something about buying clothes or buying a bag, whatever. I'm sure like right now I'm talking about it. I'm right beside my phone. It's going to start showing up on my phone, right? So it's very easy for people to get influenced these days um, by everything that they have around them and especially social media. Absolutely. It's pretty crazy that yes, like crazy and cool that technologically we're that advanced now where, you know, we're literally being targeted by these devices because they have the ability to listen to us. At the same time, it's like, it's pretty frightening that that's influencing so many people's spending habits. You know, going off of the whole uh, cost of the coffee, do you think that 
inflation, which is a pretty big buzzword, I I feel, in the whole money and personal finance world. Do you think that inflation plays any part in the cost of a cappuccino or a latte nowadays? Or is it literally just the hype around cafe culture? Hmm, you know what? Um, that's actually a good question. Just to make something clear, because I know when we say inflation, sometimes it's not clear for everybody. Like I didn't even know what inflation means. Um, means really maybe a couple, like maybe three years, four years ago. I had no idea. Um, you know, people sometimes are not familiar with this word. So I'm just going to clear that out first. Inflation for anybody who's listening is really just the cost of living. You know, if you pay attention to what's going on every year, everything's become more expensive. Um, you know, uh, for example, uh, inflation even has impacted, you know, in, uh, affected the price of a milk, cauliflower, eggs, etc. So it definitely has affected the price of a coffee as well, Anastasia, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in 1990s, um, a coffee was literally like 75 cents to buy at yeah. the time. That coffee now is two dollars and sixty cents. So That's inflation definitely has played a big role um, in our coffee world uh, as well. Yeah. Do you think that on the flip side, you see major brands like Starbucks? I can't say Tim Hortons because Tim Hortons is still pretty fairly priced. Um, yeah. But you know, all the bigger coffee shops, even like downtown Toronto, like Deneen and. Um, pilot, all those places. Do you think yeah. that those brands are just able to charge more because they're selling the brand instead of just the coffee? Absolutely. Um, see, the reason why I think a lot of people like to go to Starbucks is because they definitely have a better experience going there. See, I go to Tim Horton um, most of the time. Um, and when I go there, I might not have the same experience on the drive through Maybe they wouldn't treat me the same way. Maybe when I'm asking them to make this or that customized, they're going to be a little bit picky about it, or they're not going to like have a very good, um, reaction to it. You know what I mean? Or I have had so many times my order going wrong, but when you go to like Starbucks, like you basically are paying for what you get. You know, so like when you go there, you have the option to customize it as much as you want. You don't want, um, you know, regular milk. No problem. We got almond milk. We got soy milk. We got oat milk. You know what I mean? You have more options. Um, and definitely the brand plays a big role um, because they definitely are also paying for um, a higher amount of rents, a higher amount for their advertisement, all of those things that comes with it. And of course, um, even more expensive for the inventories that they do because again they have way more options out there. So I would say definitely it does make it um, it does play a big role and that's why it's uh, way more expensive than a usual coffee. Exactly. So yeah. can you explain the long term effects of what this kind of everyday spending habit can have on people's finances? Definitely. Well, you know what? Um, if we continue the way we are. Okay, given the fact that millennials and Generation Z are going to actually inherit the most amount of wealth ever from baby boomers, the money will come across will be spent in a state of properly being managed, right? So um, if it's done right, though, the money will not only grow, but it will take care of them in the future as well um, for the next generation. But see, if you continue with our current habits of how we're like, you know, really not prioritizing or applying basic financial habits, then it won't really end well. 
is what I'm going to say. So the whole idea of David Brock's latte factor is that small amounts of money not wasted can be saved to help you achieve financial freedom. And that doesn't mean that you have to ditch your morning coffee, like you mentioned in the beginning of this episode. So what would you say to the person who doesn't want to quit their latte habit? Is there anything that they can still do to enjoy their morning routine, but spend less doing it? Absolutely. You know what? Um, I was actually planning to buy this uh, latte machine that I'm going to buy for myself. It's a one-time investment, uh, but I can use it every day for a very, very long time. And I can make a latte with it. I can make a cappuccino with it. I can make all my favorite drinks and spend way less money. I'm still enjoying that uh, coffee in the morning or that latte in the morning, whatever um, you know your favorite drink is really. So I would say if you really cut out a weekday of Starbucks habit that you do, like the money that you spend, you can really um, pay for a fairly decent um, bean to cup machine within like six months of savings. So I will, I will, I would say people need to prioritize that. Um, so they can actually have their coffee uh, for a lo- very long time and not keep worrying about the amount of money they're spending on it because that's a one-time investment and really buying a, like a, you know, um, a, um, basically a box of coffee from outside or even like Starbucks coffee from outside and making it at home, it will still cost you less, um, like a lot less than you paying for that coffee every day, sometimes twice a day. Right. And since we like to get into specifics here on the podcast, what kind of coffee machine are you planning on buying? You know what? It's actually a um, good question you asked. It's a, it's a, it's a latte machine. I don't know what it's called. Honestly, I found <laughs> out about it from one of my close friends. Um, I saw her like really posting about like she making her drink every morning. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I love it. And she actually sent out the link to me, but I haven't had the chance to order it. Um, could you imagine how, how sometimes I actually forget things like that? So I'm going to actually plan. I was talking to my boyfriend about it today. So I'm going to actually plan to, um, you know, like order that pretty soon because I actually think I would enjoy um, making my own drink in the morning and like, you know, making it however I want. I don't have to argue with someone why they didn't put milk or why they put sugar. So that's what I would say, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I can tell you, I think as someone who really has like a hot beverage, a part of my morning routine, like tea or coffee, (laughs) like it really just makes my morning feel like right. Um, I have really enjoyed having a espresso machine at my disposal. Before we start to wrap up the episode here, I've got to know, What's your coffee order that you usually get? Okay, I'm going to actually break some hearts over here right now, but (laughs) I'm really definitely not um, a coffee drinker. Um, I do like coffee like occasionally here and there, but I'm not like the type of person to be like, I got to have my coffee right now this morning or my day is not going to start. No, I'm not like that. But I usually, if I were to have a drink, like my favorite drink usually would be um, the matcha tea latte that I get from Starbucks. Like that's my favorite. Um, And or I would usually have more tea, like like natural good teas, like chamomile like peppermint you know like healthy healthy stuff I feel like coffee um doesn't really play a good role when it comes to stomach if you're having too much of it every day so 
that's what, that would be my favorite drink, a matcha tea latte. Tell us a little bit more about exactly what you're doing on TikTok and social media and where people can find you. Okay, well, my Instagram is actually Donya, it's D-O-N-Y-A-A dot K-H-A-N-D-A-N, Donya A dot Kanda. That's my Instagram. That's where I'm the most active, to be honest. Um, on TikTok, uh, it would be my first name and last name, so Donya Kanda. Um, but on Instagram, I'm way more active, especially with the reels going on. <laughs> I've decided to just put my focus on one platform for now. And once I master this one, I'm going to, you know, tap into more. But I still do use TikTok here and there um, sometimes. So that's about my Instagram. And what I've been really doing is, you know what, my goal is, um, since I'm a financial coach, I just want to make sure that finance wouldn't be a boring topic to people. Because I know it used to be to me, right? Um, so for me, I just want to make it as entertaining as possible, as educational as possible for people. So I want inter- to entertain people um, and educate people at the same time so they would actually learn the best way possible and just put a lot of value out there for people to take away. It's like so, so fun watching you on Instagram and you just look like you're having a riot while, you know, <laughs> you make your little videos. And, you know, I'm so happy that you'll be joining me on our little habit series here and uh it's just nice to know that after this episode you know the audience will get to know who you are and then they'll have a lot more to look forward to in terms of the series that we'll be creating together so thank you so much for joining me on the show today donia no problem anastasia i it's really a pleasure for me to be working with you i absolutely love your energy for those of you who don't know her don't forget to check her out and, you know, just really follow her on Instagram. She's a very positive girl. Um, it's absolutely, you know, what? I'm actually very, very excited about this series. Uh, I just cannot wait to see how, you know, how it's going to go and how people's feedbacks are going to be. I just, I just really, really hope that they're going to um, like it and, of course, take away value from it. Thank you so much for having me again. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio. Is this thing on?